There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is our number three, V-CIN Bet Center on a Saturday night. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're here at the Circa Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff, you've had a lot of college football sweats tonight. Our producer, Wyatt Tomchek, he is sweating out to his Atlanta Braves in the NLCS. Taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. I know with all the college football craziness, we've neglected this game a little bit. But there's been a reason for it, Jeff. There really has not been any... Any notable action since basically what the fourth inning mm-hmm. when when we we saw dueling solo home runs first Will Smith for the Dodgers to put LA up two one on Ace Max Fried and the Atlanta Braves then Austin Riley bouncing back laser beam of a home run to tie it up at two Dodgers in a bullpen game today Corey Knebel getting the start Jeff seven pitchers used for the Dodgers we saw them go very deep in the bullpen the final two games especially game five of the NLDS against the San Francisco Giants but as we sit right now. 2-2, top of the ninth, two outs, nobody on for the Dodgers. This game trending well on an underpaced, under 7.5 here. Uh, is it as simple as you give the edge to Atlanta because of the bullpen advantage right now? Dodgers just use Kenley Jansen in the bottom of the eighth, or you still trust this uh, lineup of L.A. getting the job done on the road? These players, or neither. Uh, they, or neither. Uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> at, this point, at this point, it's a coin flip, complete coin flip. Uh, if the Braves survive the Will Smith inning, and yes, that is how I phrase that. Then, uh, th- then uh, I would feel uh, relatively confident about Atlanta's chances. You just here. walked Chris just walked Taylor, Chris Taylor with two, with two outs, outs and nobody on. on. Uh, but look, I, I'm kind of surprised. And look, I'm I'm not surprised. You know, knowing what Brian Snitker is, he's a creature of habit. He's going to go to his guy. Will Smith has not earned the ninth inning at this point, and he has kept going back to him. I know he got away with it in the Milwaukee series. He was great against the Brewers, uh, but, but as you pointed out earlier, maybe that was more I th- again, I think Milwaukee a lot, ineptitude at the plate. I, I think that series had a lot to do with Milwaukee not hitting, and uh, uh, look, i got to give our guy Josh Towers credit, who was telling us all summer, uh, summer he did not trust Craig Council, and Josh ended up being right. It's a bitter pill for me to swallow. Yeah. I told Josh on the air, I said, you're wrong. Craig Council has learned. The Brewers manager. He's learned from 2017, that uh, seven-game series loss in the NLCS to the Dodgers, and uh, nope. He'd not learn. I would also, I'd counter that uh, Christian Yelich having the worst year of his career by far Didn't did help. not exactly help in the middle of that uh, that Brewers order. So, uh, 2-2 right now, top of the ninth there. Dodgers-Braves, game one of the NLCS. Again, earlier, as we mentioned in the show, grand slams in each of the first two innings for the Red Sox. They tie their ALCS series up. One game apiece. That will be off 
an off day tomorrow as they travel to Boston. Games 3, 4, and 5 start Monday. Astros and Red Sox there in the ALCS. And we'll keep you uh, apprised of any of these late uh, college football scenarios, Jeff. I see Oklahoma is driving third and one under five minutes to go in TCU territory. They're up 14. We're laying 12 and a half. So really, it's just the spread uh, that, uh, that is, for the most part, in play right now. And uh, Tennessee with the ball down by 5, 31, 26, 11 minutes to go. Just picked up a third down, just shy of midfield. So those are probably the two we'll, we'll follow here down the stretch. Uh, however, got a, you, got, you got a shot again at getting that game over, by the way. You think man. so? Yeah, I do. I really? Do. Because I think uh, we got 11 minutes We're to go. 57. I think, I think, I think again, we got a long way to go. We need four touchdowns. But this has this has the overtime. Ma- this has no. I, I don't even. I'm not even sure you're gonna know. This is the makings of everything just going bonkers in the end here. Has the makings good? Even though a touchdown plus two here gets you to 34-31 and gets you right on the line. Even in a to game, get you to OT. even in a game that was totaled at 83, and your two quarterbacks have only combined for about 400 <laughs> yards between <laughs> the, the two of the them. The problem is, this is just how ridiculous this total is. You get 41-38, you lose. I mean, that just yeah. that just shows how ridiculously high that total uh, is. Yes, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. All right, let's turn to NFL Week Six, where uh, where Jeff, it is a doozy of a card this week. We will get to sure is. Fade or Follow, our weekly segment that we do uh, on the show Saturday nights, looking at the Circa Millions consensus lines a little bit later this hour. We'll also get into survivor strategy for this week and into our best bets. But, uh, Jeff, we, we are graced by the presence of yet another London game with an early start, 9.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, we're going to be going home, going right to bed after, after we get off the air tonight, uh, Jeff, at uh, you know, 10 p.m. Pacific. I will, not short... be wa- I will not be watching the first half of that game. Really? Me. I'm so disappointed. I have... Come disappointed on. in you, Jeff. After, after legitimately, well, you were on the air with, with Mike Pritchard on uh, on Point Thread Sunday. I almost lost my mind uh, when, 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 when it's not even 7 a.m. on the West Coast and Tony Karenny's already throwing ridiculous flags. Probably I mean, not good for I my mean, health it's not, long not, term. not good for either of us uh, there, Ben. Probably not good. Well, the Miami Dolphins are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars if you wanted a reason to maybe uh, sleep in. However, uh, there are betting angles to, uh, to be had here. As the Dolphins are a three-point favorite, they've actually, uh, we've seen the Jaguars take some money from three and a half down to three in this spot, Jeff. Total of 47. But the biggest news coming into the week, at least from the Miami perspective, to Tagovailoa, cleared off injured reserve. It was an ugly stretch without him. You could argue it was an ugly stretch with him. As so far, Jeff, Miami Dolphins, 31st in yards per pass attempt through five weeks in the season. So really the question here becomes, A, what do you expect out of uh, Tua Tagovailoa getting back into that starting mix for Miami? And B, do you think, uh, like, do you think for Jacksonville, a team who was winless so far, what part of their game will travel to London, if, if any part of the game? A team that has been brutal when passing the footballs in offense, 30th in offensive pass DVOA, but actually pretty good running the ball, second in rush DVOA. Who do you, what do you think we'll actually see from this Jacksonville team tomorrow? I hope we see a lot of James Robinson. I don't trust Urban and company to give us a lot of James Robinson. Who makes you say that? I, uh, James Robinson's by just again, just be, being obstinate enough to not play your best player as much as you possibly can. That's what Jacksonville's done with James Robinson, who, when he's been on the field this year, has been every bit as good as he was a year ago. But again, we have them running fourth and goals at the one with Carlos Hyde. Or, or instead of QB sneaking with your 6'6 uh, quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Look, Jacksonville is good in London. It is a very different looking team than the ones that have gone over to London, obviously. Here's the big thing more than anything, and I like Jacksonville for this reason. You really want to tell me Miami should be a field goal? And especially when this was three and a half and three and a half in a contest, you really want to tell me that Miami should be favored against anyone at this point? Especially on a, on a, point. On a pure neutral which, in all honesty, it didn't matter where this game was played. If this game was played in Miami or Jacksonville, they're all neutral fields. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no home difference there. I, no. Look, Tua. I'm curious to see how Tua looks because Tua, to me, has been a, a, a. I'm not alone, obviously, on this. Tua has been a massive disappointment so far in the league, and I'm not certain that he's capable of doing much of anything, especially with being without two, two of his best wide receivers and possibly three of his best wide receivers. When this is all said and done, um, I expect a lot of catches for Miles Gaskin. I would bet go bet your Gaskin props over because it's going to be utilized a ton. But I like Jacksonville. Luke warm on the Jags here to cover and win this thing out. Right? Like this is going to be a no bet for me. If anything, I would take 
uh, Miami in this spot. Uh, like you look at so far, Trevor Lawrence, what he's done, and part of what you mentioned, just for Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, Urban Meyer, the head coach, not really going all in on trusting James Robinson, their outstanding running back, to to help produce and. And at the same time, they've let Trevor Lawrence be a pocket passer, which has gone very poorly, especially against the blitz so far this year. Lawrence has only had a blitz rate on him of 22%, Jeff, on those attempts, less than five yards per attempt, 56.1 passer rating. And while Miami has has looked brutal offensively and their defense was uh, torn apart by Tampa Bay last week in a blowout loss, they still bring a blitz rate at 37%, third in the NFL, and while they have Xavier Howard out, which last year would have been a huge loss, Jeff, the cornerback for on the outside for the Dolphins, he has been brutal this year. Now, honestly, it's weird to be saying this, but I actually think it's probably better off without Howard in the lineup because he was torched last week, gave up three touchdowns, and has been just been a big play target all over the place for that Miami secondary. So to me, I expect them to to really key in defending the run here, make it an ugly game. I know some people I've heard there's the whole London over trend theory, which I don't buy at all because like every game you take individually and on its own merits. I'm not sure that I, I, I see a total here, Jeff going over 47, but again, I don't want any part of this game. I'm, I'm still not ready to, to, to buy in on, on Jacksonville, especially now that it's down to three. It'll be Miami or nothing for me, but uh, this is one I will wake up. I will wake up to watch it, but I'm not going to have a bet on the game. Just not more power to you. Thanks. See, thank you. One thing I've learned from bet, and it's it's one of those, you know, uh, was it Bill Maher does the whole segment? Like I don't know, I don't know it for a fact, but I just know it's true. Like I don't know for a fact that these London games are uh, horrible to bet on because you have literally no idea. You're gonna wake up out of whatever stupor you're in, and it's gonna be a 17 point game, uh, whatever side against you bet. I I just know that that is how these games always play out. So uh, no no play for me there. Uh, by the way, quick update: if you might have heard, behind us, there was a huge roar in the sports book. Circus Sportsbook has tonight basically been uh, turned into a Dodger watch party. Yeah. Base hit for Cody Bellinger through the right side. Again, with after the Chris Taylor walk with two outs. Uh, Jeff, he then, uh, Chris Taylor gets thrown out trying to go to third. It was really more into a pickle. Uh, it was a very aggressive turn by Taylor. So from cheers to, uh, ugh, not what we wanted to see. And we're going to the bottom of the ninth. 2-2, Atlanta and the Dodgers. Yeah, it's, uh, you don't want to get thrown out of the bases. The third what was Chris the- Taylor Oh, I, a little bit surprising, but uh, look, uh, winning run on. Uh, I'll be singles against Trinan, so there you go. A chance for the Braves to win this thing uh, on a night where Freddie Freeman with a golden sombrero, which is very rare, of course, the hero of Game 4 at the NLDS. I, do, I, do I remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and by the way, any last chances or hopes of a TCU cover? They're gone. Have vanished. Oklahoma punches it in 109 to go 52-31. So Oklahoma will not uh, be losing its first game tonight. What do you think? Uh, As far as these rankings come out, Georgia will stay one. Cincinnati? We're going to see Cincinnati number two, Jeff. Oklahoma three and Bama four. Is that what you're uh, you're expecting? Just move everybody up one? Yeah, I'd say so. Cincinnati going to be number two. I have no problem with that. You might might see uh, Oklahoma hop to number two. I don't know if it's right, but you may see it. Maybe. Well, when we return, a couple of interesting games that we both do have plays on, uh, Jeff Carlson and myself. We, uh, we like uh, look, Chargers-Ravens. going to be an interesting game. We'll talk about that next. Also, it'll be a survivor candidate that we'll get to uh, as well. Colts and Texans. We'll break those two games down after this here on Beeson Bet Center. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your own one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit as we welcome you back. VSN Bet Center on a Saturday Saturday night. It is over. We thought we might get extra innings, but Jeff Parles, no. Austin Riley. What a player for the Atlanta Braves who hits a solo home run to tie the game at 2-2 in the fourth inning after the Dodgers had gone up early in game one of the NLCS. And then, the role of hero, after a base-running mistake by Chris Taylor, thrown out, trying to go first to third in the top of the ninth after a Cody Bellinger single with Blake Trinan on the mound after the Ozzie Albies base hit, gets the second, and uh, Riley. Line drive down the left field line. Albies scores Jeff 3-2, Braves walk it off in game one as basically you, you could have gotten a market wide about plus 100 in, on the closing line in uh, in this game. There were a couple spots that ended right at a pick of minus 110 on uh, on both sides. Total well under eight, but statements for Atlanta in a game that, as you talked about earlier, you felt like the Braves really had to have with their best pitcher, Max Fried, on the mound in a bullpen game on the other side for the Dodgers. If Atlanta wanted to have any chance of winning the series, they probably needed game one, and they do it tonight in pretty dramatic fashion. Yes, uh, again, it's a good thing that uh, baseball can't figure out its rules and has the team that finishes 18 games behind the other one with home field. But look, it it was important tonight. It was important tonight. And again, Austin Riley is a name that, again, people who follow baseball know Austin Riley, but no one in the general public probably has any idea who he is. What a player he is. And... I thought he should have been in the MVP race. He never realistically was, uh, but a huge night tonight for him. And and in the end, the Braves, I, look, the Braves are alive in this series. I, I, like I said to you earlier, I, I would not be shocked if the Dodgers need seven to vanquish this Atlanta team because the way that the Braves, even without Ronald Acuna, they are set up well enough with that starting pitching. And if, and if that bullpen is going to pitch well, they have a shot here. They really have a shot here to, to upset the Dodgers. Austin Riley hit. 303 this regular season, 33 homers, 107 RBIs, scored 91 runs. Yeah, great. Year. Not even in the conversation great for year. NL MVP. In an NL MVP race that was as wide open as we have seen in recent years. But he gets the win. And, and having said all that, Jeff, Dodgers were in the minus 200 range for the series price. Down one nothing. That's going to be a popular bet, uh, don't you think? Probably down to what? Minus 120, you think? Dodgers after game one? One and a quarter. One and a quarter? Yeah. You intrigued by that at all? No. 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 A lot of people I'm are going to bet it. I'm done betting baseball this year. I'm done. <laughs> it's all over. Baseball. You're raising the Giants going out. You, uh, that, was, that was it. That was it for me. Sorry. What are you going to do? do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? My last baseball bet was that uh, it was Cardinals in the wild card against the Dodgers. Uh, plus 215. They almost worked. Did not. Almost. What we are not stopping betting, though, Jeff, is the NFL. We just talked about the London game. Uh, I do not have a play in the London game. If anything, Jeff, you, you like Jacksonville. Uh, early tomorrow morning as we get into the slate and uh, in a couple segments we will do actually next segment we'll do our fader follow of the circa millions consensus lines interesting week in the consensus to say the least this uh, week, surprising Jeff. surprising week very surprising week but let's get to a game that did not uh, crack the consensus now i would say ordinarily i would be surprised this didn't but because of the way this ended up being lined i'm actually not that surprised uh, there's a look at all of the circus uh, we'll look at the, those five that have the little rectangles around them as far as our Circa Millions consensus lines. But the fact that the 
LA Chargers were only two and a half in Circa while they were plus three in the Westgate Super Contest, the other big contest in town. That leads me to believe, Jeff, a lot of people left the Chargers off of their cards this week. And they are, right now, they're, they're either plus two and a half. There is one book, Westgate, I did see uh, going earlier today to Baltimore minus three at even money. I'm not sure if this will get to three market wide, Jeff. It wouldn't surprise me to see some late Baltimore money coming in. But having said that, uh, you get a Charger team that, after a, a crazy back and forth, 47-42 win at home against the Browns, gets a Baltimore team, even though they have to travel cross country, they get a Baltimore team who was in deep trouble on Monday night, off a short week, off an emotional home, come from behind win for quarterback Lamar Jackson and the Ravens against the Colts last week. Jeff, uh, look, two and a half. I know some people were arguing earlier this week on our network that this game should have been pick. Chargers should be favored. I don't think you can go that far yet. However, even at two and a half, it, it seems like uh, a lot of people like uh, LA and, and uh, it seems like the value, at least from a teaser standpoint, is pretty solid getting the Chargers up through the three and the seven. Are you uh, in that same line of thinking? There? 100%, yes. They're, they're a great teaser candidate. They're a bunch. It's not the greatest teaser week, but there are no. some candidates that seem relatively obvious to me. Look, uh, the, the, these bo- both of these teams probably in spots where you would have liked to have faded both, possibly. Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far on the Chargers just because I think they're really, really good. And I think they're the best team in the AFC and the best team in the league at the moment. Baltimore is very lucky to got out got out on Monday night with that win. They should have lost that game about 17 different times and then needed about 40 different things to happen and all 40 of them hit. Uh, what, what, a, what a great parlay that would have been. Uh, but look, in the end here, I, I think the big question in this game, because we've seen Baltimore be much better throwing the ball than running the ball this year. Part of that is because Lamar is much better throwing the ball than he's ever been. The other part is that they really miss those great running backs. They really miss uh, Dobbins. They really miss Gus Edwards. And there's only so much uh, that uh, Latavius Murray and company can do at the running back position for Baltimore. But if there's a game where the Ravens' run game is going to find itself again, this would be it because the Chargers were terrible last week against the the Browns. They they were. They were bad against the Cowboys earlier in the year. Uh, They've had problems with a good run attack. So for me, I would, again, I'm going to be on the Chargers until – the the wagon stops at this point. I, I bet the Chargers earlier in the week at three and a half. I bet them again at three. I'll probably go back and take a little more at three. I just have a hard time seeing this game not being, if the Chargers lose, being a field goal loss. So, I, I they're, they have the best quarterback in the moment. At the moment, the way everyone is playing right now, Justin Herbert's the best player in the league at the moment. Not saying he is long-term, not saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes already, but at this moment, the way they have played through five weeks, Justin Harper's been the best of everybody. It's a contest play for me as well. I, even at two and a half, I like the Chargers in this spot. They will be featuring as well in my plays later. I will be teasing them up. It's, uh, you, I think you made a good point. I, I don't think the, the teaser candidates are great this week, but I do like the Chargers in this spot. Let's touch on the rush defense for a second because that's the one concern that I otherwise would have had. A Chargers rush defense, 34 31st in rush defense DVOA so far, 32nd in yards allowed per rush, and and that was not helped by the effort last week against Cleveland Browns where Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt ran all over that Chargers uh, rush defense. However, as you point out with Baltimore, the numbers back up what you said, Jeff. It's not just the eye test that they miss their top running backs who were er injured earlier in the year. Baltimore's 22nd in offensive rush DVOA. If it were not for Lamar Jackson actually leading the league in average depth of target thrown, which is not a stat we would have ever expected him to lead the NFL in, if not for that, Jeff, I think you could make the argument that this Baltimore team would be extremely pedestrian without the efforts of Jackson so far uh, this year. And defensively, they have not been special either. 22nd in defensive DVOA. They've been bad against the pass, especially on early downs, which is the one area where... Justin Herbert and the Chargers have actually struggled. They've been a poor early down passing team, but amazing on third down. So to me, Jeff, it's it's a weird narrative that I didn't think we'd get to, but Baltimore, like in the past, we always thought, all right, Lamar and some of his inconsistencies at quarterback might be holding this team back. This year, Jeff, I I, I think it's the opposite. I really do. And you factor in the spot as well. Off the Monday night, short week, banged up, continuing for for Baltimore. Even though it was an emotional win for the Chargers, I really like the spot. And and also, we can... We can throw out the whole West Coast team going yeah, East Coast that, for that's an early not start. An, that's, that's not an, not an argument. A thing that's not an argument anymore. Uh, look, look, I think it's bad. If you're going purely on spots, I think it's a bad spot for both. But 
It was also, in theory, a bad spot for the Chargers last week against the Browns, and they won the game and covered. Uh, look, I, it was, in theory, also a bad spot for the Chargers the week before against the Raiders, and they won my two touchdowns. So, look, I will say this, though, Ben. If I had an MVP ballot, number one and number two at the moment are in this game. Herbert and Jackson would be one-two for me right now. That's how good Lamar has been. Now, I understand Lamar has fumbled a little bit more than you would like, but the Ravens are not four and one if not for Lamar Jackson. Obviously, they needed some help in the Kansas City game. They needed the fumble by Edwards Hilaire. Uh, they, they were fortunate, obviously, to come back against Indianapolis on Monday night. But they're not in either of those positions if it's not for Lamar. And quite frankly, they should have beaten Vegas in week one. So they're very, very close to being 5-0. and oh. and Of course, in the other coin, they're very close to being 1-4. <laughs> well, but, that's that's but, the but, NFL but, but look, in a nutshell. That's the NFL in a nutshell, yeah. and that's the difference of being a well-coached team and not being a well-coached team as well. So... I look, uh, if I had a ballot right now, Herbert would be one, Lamar would be two in the MVP race. Just a, yeah. just a tremendous well, game this is going to be tomorrow in Baltimore. Focus would agree with you. These two guys are in the, in the top five, each of them, with pro football focus passing grade so far. One of the things I, I think that does support the idea of a teaser on the Chargers, and not to you know generalize this stuff, but Justin Herbert has started 20 games now in his NFL career, Jeff. Mm-hmm. He is either won or lost by one possession in 18 of those games. It is, it is. I mean, it's Mahomesian like when Mahomes came up and, and you saw him always in every single game. It is so hard to put Herbert and this Charger team away, especially now that you have some trust, right? And a head coach in Brandon Staley. I mean, you mentioned they could be 5-0 and with a couple of plays going their way. Like, what would the record be with Anthony Lynn as head coach? Well, they would have lost last week by three touchdowns. <laughs> That's not even for debate because all the key plays in those games were the fourth down conversion. They had gave themselves a chance by converting those fourth downs. But Anthony Lennon would have been a punt. It would have been a field goal uh, yeah. attempt. It would, have been, need to think it would have been a three-touchdown loss for the Chargers last week. No, no more Anthony Lennon. Brandon Staley's <laughs> time now. All right, so we both like the Chargers. When we return, we'll see what we like. Will we fade or follow the Serpent Millions consensus lines? That's next year on VEASAN. This is Beth Center on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Shoot for victory. Stream live TV. Play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus live TV prediction series. Join four free-to-play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu now to get in on the action. This hoop season, it's time to have Hulu Plus live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we welcome you back, it's VEASAN Bet Center on a Saturday night back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson from downtown Las Vegas. We're at the Circus Sportsbook Studios, Jeff. And it is the time, the time of the show. We take a look at the Circa Millions consensus lines for week number six, and we decide whether we are going to fade or follow. A little exercise that we like to do. Uh, Jeff, you and uh, the West man, Wes Reynolds, who hosts uh, the, the Betting Across America and Green Zone duo on the weekends with our guy Dave Ross. You have a, a team so far, Jeff. Uh, good start for you guys. How'd it go last week? Yeah, we had a we had a rough go last week. Uh, we, we we went one and four, so our worst week so far. Still still at sixteen and nine. Still plenty still plenty of time to go. And uh, boy, uh, I know we're boy. Get, I, I know we're getting into the consensus now. And there are there are four that we anticipated would be in the consensus. There is one that is shocking to me that this team is in the consensus, even though we have it in our place. Well, I don't think this, the one we're about to mention, is. Now, there is a look at your Circa Millions. Week 6 consensus selection counts. Number 1, this is probably the least surprising one, Jeff, just because of all the COVID-related news coming out of Arizona. But the Cleveland Browns selected by nearly 1,700 entrants. That's among the highest that we have seen in any of these weeks for a single game selected all season. Cleveland Browns, who have moved now market-wide to minus 3.5 in the market as they uh, take on the... Cliff Kingsbury less Arizona Cardinals. The likely has not been officially ruled out yet, but Chandler Jones, arguably the best defensive player on Arizona. Although JJ Watt has put up ridiculous numbers this year in his first season as a Cardinal, likely no Chandler Jones, who's doubtful also in quarantine, but no Cliff Kingsbury, nor quarterback coach Cam Turner out due to COVID. So it's the return of Vance Joseph wearing the, Having, the time, having the time of his life. Is he? I think he will be having the time yeah. of his life. Hopefully we can get Sergio Dip out, uh, out there to uh, Cleveland to, to report on that tomorrow. But that being said, Jeff, I understand why people at the three with all those issues would just auto-fire on Cleveland. And in addition, we talk about spot betting all the time in the National Football League. Arizona coming off two really rough, physical, and 
emotional games where they win a couple of against a couple of NFC West foes at the Rams and then last week against the 49ers. On the surface, this feels like a really tough spot for them before you even throw in all the coaching issues that they will have without having their head coach on the sideline. Jeff, we've seen one team already get decimated from a coaching staff perspective. That was the Saints in week two. They had eight different assistants. Still with their head coach, Sean Payton, available, but eight assistants out due to COVID in that game against the Panthers, and they looked awful in a game where they were steamrolled from the start and were blown out in that game. Now, Arizona's much better, certainly, than the New Orleans Saints, Jeff, but uh, do you, are, are you in agreement here with the, the consensus saying, look, I'm getting a team on the road off of two big divisional wins in a row who doesn't have a head coach. I'm only laying three, so, so let me lay it. Oh, yeah. We, we put this in. Okay. You put it, it in. All right. Yeah, this was... This you was, were one this, of the 1,600. Yeah, we were, we, we were... This was our, our top, our one that we put in first because we actually agreed on it. So... Look, okay. I, I just I know Nick Chubb isn't playing. I know that is a little bit of a concern. Looks like Jarvis Landry is going to be activated off IR and go. Uh, but last time I checked for Cleveland, Kareem Hunt is still really good. Yes. And it's really not a huge drop-off from Chubb to Hunt in the number one in the backfield. On a Chandler Jones top positive COVID test is really the biggest thing this week for, for the Cardinals. They lose their best pass rusher. Uh, that's the thing I'm looking at the most. And look, I think Arizona's going to struggle to move the ball. Now I know Cleveland got sliced and diced like crazy last week by the Chargers, but the Chargers' offense is at a different level than Arizona's. And I know Arizona's is really good, but Cleveland is getting healthier up front defensively as well. They were banged up going into that game against the Chargers. They couldn't really get the pass rush going. I expect them to get the pass rush going here. And Kyler Murray's not 100% bet. And last year when we saw Kyler Murray not at 100%, things went really badly. For Kyle, Kyler Murray, he was not the same. He needs a guy. He's a guy that needs to be at 100%. I think this is a route tomorrow. I think Cleveland really takes it to Arizona. After that loss last week, that offense is humming. That defense bounces back. Cardinals suffered her first loss, and Cleveland covers three. Even with no Nick Chubb Doesn't for, matter for, for Cleveland, you have Kareem Hunt, a, the number one rush DVOA offense this season in Cleveland. Look at it on the Arizona side, who's had a really good start to the year defensively. Fourth in overall defensive DVOA. However, 29th in yards per play allowed against the run so far. And to me, Jeff, that it's, it's, the sirens go off a little bit. Not only that, but more so, as you point out on the Kyler Murray side, it's a pretty simple... If you want it, the, simple, the simplistic breakdown that I can provide you, it's this. Kyler Murray weeks 1-11 to 11 last year, which was before he suffered that shoulder injury and, and played hurt the rest of the season. The Cardinals were, were averaging well into the plus EPA, expected points added per play, every single game. And on the, on the balance of play, they were a positive EPA, play, EPA per play team. Weeks 1 through 11. Weeks 11 through 17, Jeff? Go ahead. They were negative EPA per play. Uh, a, a pretty massive drop-off. And that, that was not without Kyler Murray. That was still with Kyler in, but just playing hurt. And while you can like you can debate how how less than 100 percent is he actually, what we saw on the sidelines, Jeff, it was not when when you have have a quarterback nursing his throwing shoulder trying to stretch it out, it did not look particularly good. So even though I expect him to play, this is kind of the spot where I st- I expect Jeff the Cardinals to start to tail off. So I'm with you. This is a contest play for me. I am going to follow the consensus. Uh, e- like even at three and a half, I would not have an issue laying it, uh, even though you've had chances this week uh, throughout the week to play it. At three, but I think it's a fair market reaction. I don't know that I would really be wanting to tease Arizona, even though you're teasing them up to nine and a half with a great offense. I'm, I'm just not uh, totally sold on that. So we're, we're in lockstep, which is always great because we know we know it could happen when Jeff and I both agree wholeheartedly on the same thing. Uh, but that's number one, and that is your number one consensus play of the week. Number two, to me, Jeff, I, I this has to be more of just a number spot than anything because on Friday, we saw Packers-Bears, this line shoot up from four and a half to as high as six with the news that the Bears would not only be still without their top running back, David Montgomery, but also without their uh, their second running back in a game like this with Damian Williams listed as doubtful. And so you saw this balloon all the way up to six. There was some buyback at that number, Jeff, but it is back up to six, basically market-wide. You see a five-and-a-half juice to the Packers at DraftKings on the East Coast. So it under, it's understandable, right, that the number two pick would be, all right, Packers, you're only laying four-and-a-half in the contest. Just, there's fire on them, right? I would say so. I mean, that's a pretty much uh, going to be the the rationale here. Also, too, I what has Chicago shown us this year that they can p- compete with the Packers? 
And I understand that the Packers have not been overly impressive, Ben. Uh, there, there have been plenty of issues so far, even though they have won four straight games after that total debacle week one against New Orleans. But Chicago is Chicago's one of the worst three and twos you're ever going to see. And this has kind of been what it's been with Nagy, except for the year they won the NFC North. They find ways to win games despite not being any good. Uh, look, I know the Packers are missing guys in the secondary. Maybe this is a game where Justin Fields kicks off uh, a good run and, uh, and a run potentially to offensive rookie of the year. But in the end here, I like Green Bay comfortably. We didn't put it in our contest because we anticipated this would be mm-hmm. a contest uh, a consensus on Green Bay. Uh, and and uh, look, uh, the Packers' defense is soft enough that a backdoor could happen here. But I, I think Green Bay probably wins this game by at least a touchdown at Soldier Field. And Ben, you know this rivalry well. I do. The Packers have owned this rivalry since Aaron Rodgers has gotten there. That is true. How Look, I, I this will be featured in my bets later. This will be a, a money line parlay leg for me with Green Bay. Just solely on the basis of, and I actually, if you're making me play anything on this game, I actually kind of like under here. Mm-hmm. But you, you ask, all right, well, how is this Matt Nagy team as head coach? How, how are they still in these games and winning them? They've been the best red zone defense team in the league so far, the Bears. They have been outstanding when teams move the ball on them and get toward the red zone. They've only allowed 35% of opponent drives to end in touchdowns. When you're only giving up three, Jeff, instead of seven, that goes a long way, even with the struggles they've had on offense. But where I see things being a struggle for them against a Green Bay defense, it has been bad. Look, 31st in offensive DVOA on the pass, whereas they've been 12th with the run. But when you ha- you lose your top two guys, Jeff, I, I don't care who you're throwing back there. They're going to have a, a rookie sixth-round pick in Khalil Herbert who legitimately started his career at Kansas and uh, didn't couldn't even get on the field at Kansas. Yes, Kansas, that, that team who's won like no more than two games a year for the last decade, has a massive season at Virginia Tech after transferring out of the program and now is going to be finding himself as the starting running back in a huge rivalry game like this. While Green Bay has not looked like they have clicked on all cylinders yet, especially defensively, but even on offense, it's not like Aaron Rodgers and company have been incredibly sharp. At the same time, Jeff, it's, it's hard for me to see a scenario where you have Justin Fields and the Bears off of just a Herculean defensive performance. They will need that defensive output to stay the same, I think, to keep up games like this against good offenses that actually win the games. I don't see them pu- putting this type of play up two weeks in a row, especially after what we saw last week in that, that win at, uh, at the Raiders in Las Vegas. With the Raiders, they might have had a, a, a distraction or two going on on the side. Just just a hunch. Yeah, I would, say, that spot. I, so, I would say so. I don't know that I would want to lay at six. Not a terrible teaser candidate, Jeff, but I think I'm in a money line parlay tomorrow. So we're, we're follow, look at it. We, when when so have far. we done this? We're following the top two consensus picks? Wow. What could go wrong? Week six of the NFL. We'll talk about the three remaining consensus picks next right here on VEASAN Bet Center. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. Get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. We also encourage you to check out our vcin NBA guide, only $9.99. That's also same site, vcin.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, vcin Vet Center on a Saturday night as we continue the hit segment at Sweeping America, Jeff. Fade or follow. We take a look at the Circa Millions consensus lines. We, stunningly, we are both following the top two consensus lines. That would be Cleveland, minus three, and for good reason, with Arizona having all sorts of COVID issues, Line bet up to three and a half in the market. Right now, Arizona at Cleveland. And also, we do like the Green Bay Packers laying four and a half against the Chicago Bears, which the market has now been bet up to Packers minus six. But let's look at the the other three, Jeff. Now, there's one on here we haven't gotten to yet that uh, that you said, quote, stunned me. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, charge there levied by you, Jeff. Here's one that I'm not surprised is in. Uh, you're not either. Cowboys minus three and a half on the road against the New England Patriots. You see on your screen, nearly 1,500 taking the Dallas Cowboys, laying the three and a half. This has been your classic, uh, get through, as, as far as the narrative street throughout the week, a lot of public action on Dallas, and, and why wouldn't you? They've, they've looked amazing. Very high-octane high offense, have been clicking on all cylinders. A lot of the respected, the quote-unquote sharp action Coming back in on uh, on New England, Jeff, it's been one of those uh, those big splits, one of the larger ones we've seen all season. Uh, what uh, what side do you find yourself on here with uh, with Dallas on on paper, looking like this should be a pretty comfortable win for them going to Foxborough, even though it's Belichick, even though it's a New England team with their backs against the wall. What do you think here? Uh, we faded. We took New England in the contest. So you. look, uh, I can see arguments on both sides, and the biggest argument for Dallas. And this is going to be the argument for Dallas all year, Ben. Is do you really want to put yourself in front of that offense? Do you really want to bet against that offense that seemingly can score as many points as they want against anyone? And that defense, at some point, there's going to be a regression on the amount of turnovers they forced. Who knows? That regression could come next year, as we're seeing with the Miami Dolphins right now. Yeah. But the main reason for New England, first off, New England's over at home. They haven't been the last time they were 0 and 4 at home, 1993. And that was well before Gillette Stadium was. Yes, built. that was old Foxborough Stadium. It was pre Robert Kraft, no less. Pre Robert Kraft. There with the Patriots. But the argument for New England is that the defense against Tampa was really able to confuse Brady, was really able to make life hard on Tampa. And Dallas's offense is pretty similar to, to Tampa. Granted, I think Dallas has a much better running game because Ezekiel Elliott is alive and well yet again, uh, even though Fournette has had a great year so far through five weeks. Uh, but look, uh, the biggest advantage New England has is a coach, which is obvious. Belichick over Mike McCarthy. Uh, but in the end here, we decided to take New England. I thought this was going to look like that Miami Raider game from a few weeks ago. I thought that Dallas was going to be Both like sides. number two and New England was going to be yeah. number five. So I'm a little bit surprised that New England didn't sneak in there. I'm not surprised Dallas is in there, though. But we're, I'm going to fade the consensus and go with New England here. So 12 turnovers so far forced by the Dallas defense, second in the league, and that's despite them being 25th in yards per play mm-hmm. allowed defensively. So they're giving up, and that's even that's just taking out some of these blowouts. If you just look at Dallas in one-score games, they are still 25th in yards per play allowed, 30th overall, but that, again, including some of the garbage time in, in those games like with Philadelphia, where they gave up some points and uh, and some big yardage plays late. Here's the thing I can't really get behind though with on, on the New England side. It's I get that Dallas. There's probably some regression coming, but you look at New England offensively. They have been so bad, especially in early downs from an efficiency standpoint. 28th in their second down to go distance. 
24th overall in offensive DVOA. They're 19th in their early down uh, success rate. And we saw last week, I, I know Houston, if there's one, uh, there's one positive and bright spot to that otherwise terrible team for David Culley and the Texans, it's that Houston is a solid and a mediocre, but solid defensive team. Even against that defense, though, Mac Jones, the quarterback for the Patriots, it felt like he could. He was just running through quicksand all game. They really couldn't do anything. Here's the thing: a lot of was a lot was made about the fact that New England was missing four of their five offensive line starters. They're still going to be be missing two of those guys uh, tomorrow, Jeff, and in, in Shaq Mason mm-hmm. and Isaiah Wynn. They're still out. I I still think on on the overall balance of play. While yes, I expect New England's defense to make life a little bit tougher for Dallas. It's it, it as we see in these in these games all the time. It is so hard to hold up for sixty minutes when your offense is consistently putting you behind the eight ball and not being able to stay on the field. Like when New England gets first downs, it feels like it's three yards, three yards, and then maybe four. That's what their <laughs> that's what their series feel like. It, it's like every first down is like the greatest accomplishment you've ever seen in your life when you watch Mac Jones quarterback this New England offense. So when you think about the balance of play for a sixty minute game. A Dallas team that's third in early down success, fourth in offensive DVOA. They've been great at creating short second downs. They've been the best first down team in the league. I don't really buy that uh, just because it's Belichick and it's home and they're not going to go on three at home, that whole narrative. I don't buy that they can keep Dallas down for a full 60 minutes. I think the points you made on Tampa, Jeff, are really valid. But we are kind of, we're conveniently neglecting and taking out the part that that had, there were massive storyline implications and all sorts of emotions tied to that game that I think probably played more, more of a factor than we might have thought coming in uh, with the Bucks. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually, I would follow this. I'm not going to play it. This was not a contest play for me, Jeff, but uh, we'll see. Feels like Cowboys by three when all is said and done. Some, some crazy game where the Cowboys probably should win comfortably, but would end up not. Uh, the other one here that, uh, that is, was not expected, I mentioned this was probably an expected one, Chiefs minus six and a half against Washington, Jeff. Are you, are you surprised that so many people are going back to the well on Kansas City after the utter disappointment they have given better so far. Well, look, uh, we 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 are guilty of being in the consensus Uh-oh. here on New England, or excuse me, on Kansas City. Uh, but hook, uh, I, I I thought when we were going through this last night that Kansas City was going to be a reasonable pick because no one was going to pick them, and yet here they are as the fourth consensus. And not only that. Washington was the least selected side. What does that say about period. Uh, the, the perception well, in the market on Washington more well, than anything? Look, I, I think a lot of people have the same thought process. Again, it's a it's Kansas City. It's a public side. How could they only be laying less than a touchdown on the road against a bad team? Or laying less than a touchdown against Washington in any circumstance? Terry McLaurin didn't practice on Friday. Looks like he is going to be able to play, but... Uh, that that It's usually not great when a hamstring injury pops up on a Friday, usually, for an NFL player. Uh, look, this has a big-time feel like that game against Philadelphia two weeks ago for me. Part of the reason why I thought it was okay to put in the consensus. Where Kansas City really needs a win, they will be able to score on every single possession except when they turn it over, and they will be able to get two stops, which will likely be enough in order to cover a six-and-a-half on the road against a team with a defense. Let's face it, Washington's defense is terrible. They can't pre- – even – Unless if they can pressure the quarterback, which hasn't happened much this year, they can't stop anything. I mean, look, they gave 30 points to Atlanta. They made Daniel Jones look amazing, even though Jones has been better. Uh, they really can't slow anyone down. The only game where their defense played all right was the Chargers, but that was the one game where the Chargers' offense didn't really have it, and the Chargers mm-hmm. still won that game. You point out the, the questionable designation for Terry McLaurin. That's big because not only is he their best receiver, but Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, has already been ruled out, as has Cam Sims for Washington, so a, a pretty depleted uh, Washington side, even though on the KC side, likely to not have Joe Tooney, who's probably going to miss his first the first game of his NFL career, a sixth-year veteran Joe Tooney. He's doubtful. Uh, he was just downgraded this morning from questionable to doubtful. Also, I know Clyde Edwards-Elair, who has struggled, should be pointed out, the second-year running back for Kansas City, but not not a play for me, Jeff. I will I would fade this solely out of principle. Not laying, even though it's not the full touchdown. Not wanting to lay six and a half with a defense that is just horrible in Kansas City. Because I think just like I thought with that Philadelphia game, there's some serious backdoor potential here. Having said that, I will be putting Kansas City in a teaser that we will we will look at in our bets later today. I think it's it's a great teaser spot. Let let's just take a moment though and and respect because I think even though it's a high total and it's been bet up. I'm seeing as high as a 54 and a half in the market. There are 54s out there. I get that it's a high total, Jeff, but 
look, you mentioned Washington defensively. Let's just let's just go through the numbers for Washington here. 29th EPA allowed per play, the PFF 30th graded coverage unit, 28th in defensive DVOA, 29th in pass DVOA. Like they are really, really, really bad. And that's not even without mentioning uh, Kansas City. They are last in defensive DVOA, last against the pass, last against the run. They have given up the mo- most points uh, of any team this year, and they're last in yards allowed per drive, Jeff. So to me, this just feels like a classic shootout. I'm not worried about putting Kansas City in a teaser this week. I don't know that I'd lay the full six and a half, but doesn't over feel like, I know it's high, but doesn't it feel pretty solid? Yeah, I, I would I would say so. And and look, Ben, uh, that's probably the best over on the board this week to me. You think so? Yeah, I think so. There's one under I like. We'll get to it in our final hour. There's one other game on the consensus. Is actually, it is the under game I kind of like here. Uh, we'll talk about that next. It's an interesting game. It's seen a flip of favorite. So we'll, we'll see if you can crack the code. We'll, we'll tell you about it next. When we return, final hour of VEASAN Bet Center comes your way right after this here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 